We've been talking about first jobs and favorite jobs. Dave chimed in on the text line that his first and favorite job was working summers for a party tent company in D.C., making one sixty-five an hour at the age of 15. A foreman at age 20, he put up the tent in the White House Rose Garden for the Queen's visit in 1976. Cool story. Way cooler, I bet, than whatever Mike Leonard's first job was. Hey, Mike, thanks for coming on the program with us today. How you doing, bud? Hey, John. Does it have to be the first job or the most memorable job of that of that era of your life? Uh, I'm asking for first, but you can interpret that however you want. I'm going to pretend that it was a, it was my first, but it was really my second or third. But I worked at the original Potbellies on Lincoln Avenue, which was the only Potbellies at the time. There was no such thing as potbellies in airports or restaurants uh, or whatever. It was it was a unique experience, John. And because of your work ethic, they grew on to bigger and better things. Exactly. They became a huge franchise success, part of, uh, on the backs of us, John. <laughs> now you're a, a, a great federal defense attorney, and you also represent uh, people in cases uh, where they are the whistleblower. You're Leonard Trial Lawyers. We chat a lot on Let's Get Legal and other shows, too. I know you were on the John Williams show recently talking about this Trump Mar-a-Lago situation. And today we get some news. I was all ready not to talk anything about uh, presidential politics or anything, but we got some news from a judge granting the president, uh, a former president, a special master. What does that mean, Mike? Yeah, well, first of all, it seems like the Trump story is, is not going to go away. I think we're going to be dealing with this document issue for many, many months. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, probably unfortunately for your listeners. But a special <laughs> master is someone who's brought in by the court, appointed by the judge, who's supposed to be an objective third party. And typically, the parties of the case agree upon who they want the special master to be, or they'll give candidates to the court and the court will choose from those candidates. But it's usually someone who's highly respected as a lawyer or a former judge and who has a lot of experience. And the job of the special master is typically, and we'll talk about why it's unusual in the Trump case, typically they are brought in in civil cases. Because mm-hmm. in civil cases, you have these huge arguments about document production and who's producing what and who hasn't produced what and why haven't we got Joe Smith's emails where we got Betty Jones's emails. So instead of the judge taking up court time and having numerous hearings and having to hear all this, they'll typically turn to the appointment of a special master if the circumstances dictate and if the parties have enough money. And that, that person will sort of act as a pseudo-judge oh, or overseer of that process. So that, that's where you typically see special masters. This situation with Trump is quite different because, first of all, it's a criminal case, so you don't normally see special masters in criminal cases not only is it a criminal case, but there haven't been any charges brought yet, John, as you know. Mm-hmm. So that makes it even weirder, you know, to be arguing over document production and and the oversight of the document production is very strange where you don't even have a charge yet. Uh, but because of the publicness of these documents and the publicness of the president's former position, uh, the judge decided that to make sure that everything not only has, but has the appearance of integrity and fairness that they'll bring in a special master to oversee this whole process of evaluating the Trump documents. Do you think, I've heard a lot of people saying, I can't believe this judge did this, people that don't like the former president, I can't believe this judge did this. But, I mean, if this is truly an independent person that is that does this, I mean, couldn't this be, you know, whatever happens next, a way to kind of, you know, nullify the extremes on both sides to say, hey, look, this was an independently viewed uh, situation. Yeah, I mean, that, that is definitely one 
upside to this whole thing because if if you have uh, you know all the shots have been taken at the magistrate judge and the judge by Trump and his followers and his lawyers. You know, that's going to be eliminated if the court appoints someone who they have input into, as does the other side. And this person is a neutral person who has really no stake in the game. And so that can give, you know, the public, I think, at least some assurance that, hey, this is fair. This is fair. This is impartial. It's not being done at the behest of the FBI or or solely the DOJ. And, you know, it's not some self-interested judge. So from that perspective, you know, there's probably a good you know, public relations appeal to what's being done here. All right. But on the flip side, does this slow down a Department of Justice investigation? Like what if they've already looked at every document, reviewed it, and they already, you know, are in the analysis phase? Do they have to completely stop that, give back things? What happens here? Yeah, that's that's the funny part. So the judge is basically staying the investigation from, from a practical standpoint in terms of an investigation being premised upon the review of these documents, that's being halted. doesn't mean they can't do whatever work they want to do. It doesn't mean they can't interview witnesses, follow up on leads. But it's a very strange and unique situation where you're stopping a prosecutor in the midst of an investigation, essentially from doing their job. And what's going to happen really is the special master is going to look at stuff like, is, does an attorney-client privilege apply to some of the documents they took? Is there an executive privilege that applies to some of the documents they took from Trump. And, you know, are there personal documents that never should have been taken at all? Just They just happen to be mixed in with everything else. So you're really going to uh, put the DOJ in a, in a stall position for the most part for probably a good number of months. And a lot of people have a problem with that because, you know, no normal defendant would ever get to stop an investigation and say, hey, we want a hand in what the government reviews that they took from me. That just would never happen. So certainly... There's, you know, complaints that this is uh, improperly, impartial, not impartial treatment of Mr. Trump, and no other defendant would ever be entitled to this kind of treatment. I guess the counter is, John, that, you know... No other defendant is the former president. president. Yeah, exactly. And these things, I appreciate the delicate nature of it. I know a lot of people say, you know, justice should be blind, one person, whatever the crime is. But as you and I have talked about in Let's Get Legal, there is, you know, special circumstances. And and in normal circumstances, there's decisions that have to be made. Michael, can you hold on one second for us? I got to do a quick break. Can you hang on just for a couple more minutes? All right, great. Of course, thank you. More with Mike Leonard after a look at weather and traffic. Let's go to Don Kleppen. 249. On WGN. I got a few more questions for Mike Leonard about this special master. Marianne and Phil, we're going to get to you about your first jobs after that. Uh, first, this, though, everyone's always looking for the bright side of life, right? Well, we should be. Something to be happy about, right? But speaking, uh, generally speaking, it's not going to see a doctor. That's never fun, unless, of course, you're going to the Joint Relief Institute, where their staff will treat you just like family. Their warm and welcoming crew is always happy, too, because they know they can provide you with pain relief. Their fast, non-surgical procedure will isolate exactly where your tissue has deteriorated, and then they put a gel in that precise spot. It's a process that promotes the growth of the body's own natural fluid right where you need it. And it's Medicare approved. Nice, cheerful people greet you. It's a procedure that's quick. It's effective. And then for the first time in a long time, you're walking out the door on the bright side of life. So if you're over 65, have osteoarthritis with knee pain, get to the Joint Relief Institute today with locations in Orland Park, Oak Brook, and Northbrook. Call 708-888-0000, as in zero pain. 
Mike Leonard, I was just reading a tweet thread from a legal analyst who suggests that the special master in the Trump Mar-a-Lago FBI DOJ case, whatever you want to call it, that they now must withdraw any witness subpoenas that were issued based on the document or any forensic testing on the document. Does that does that uh, square with what you think? Well, I haven't reviewed the judge's order, so I don't know the full specifics okay. about what he what he said needs to be stayed. But my general understanding is there's essentially a stay on anything to do with the documents. And what the DOJ has a problem with in particular is that the DOJ employs what's called a taint team. Okay, kind of a strange name, but when they when they seize documents. They'll have someone who is not on the case, who's not investigating the case, who is a lawyer, to review document production for things such as attorney-client privilege documents. The idea being that the prosecutors who are investigating the case or handling the case shouldn't see those potentially privileged documents. Someone else should weed them out before they see their eyes. So the DOJ said, hey, look, Judge, you know, we've already done that in this case with the documents that have been given to us. So what the special master is going to do is really duplicative of what we've already done. But again, because of belt and suspenders and public appearances, the judge says, no, that's that's one of the things they're going to do. Any idea how long this could take? Well, I think the date the court said, just to, just to give them, the parties jointly, the time to come up with either an agreement upon a special master or their choices or picks for a special master, and then kind of each side's outline of what they think the special master should be charged with doing. That's not going to happen until September 9th. So we'll probably have, you know, maybe order from the court within a days or week after that. But you got to believe that the special master is probably then going to take a couple months, I would imagine, to just get through the process of document review. Can DOJ appeal this decision? Yeah, they have said to the court that they want to and will seek an appeal. I don't know if that's really going to happen. Um, I haven't seen that happen yet. And maybe they'll wait until the order from the court, but um, I don't, I'm not sure if that's a likely event or not, but yeah. they have made that statement to the court that they intended to appeal. They're in a tough spot. They want to seem as impartial as possible. This ruling would appear to be in that vein, and it's hard to then for the DOJ to appeal it, fight it, and then say, but we are, we promise, we're being impartial. You can at least see why the public might be skeptical of that. Oh, sure, I agree. I mean, if the DOJ is smart, they'll, they'll do things that will help make the process look as fair, as fair as fair and impartial as they can. And I, I can't really see any harm coming to them that they're delayed in their review of the documents for another month or two. It's hard to imagine what that prejudice will be. Yeah. Um, I don't think any witnesses will get away or, or anything like that. So I don't think there's really that much of a prejudice to DOJ, no matter how long this takes. We have a text, and I've heard this sentiment a lot. Who chooses this person? The judge is a Trump appointee. How do we know this is truly an impartial person? We heard this when the courts would come down with decisions oh, from the right saying, oh, this is the, these are Obama nominees. I think we need to get a little past that. In the previous election, you had Trump appointee after Trump appointee after Trump appointee ruling against his false uh, narrative about the stolen election claims. I, I, I want to think that and I do believe that these federal judges are as impartial as they possibly can be in these cases, Mike. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, they're also mindful. They're human, and they're very mindful of the magnitude of this case. They're, mag- they're, they're mindful of the fact that whatever they do or decide in a written opinion is probably going to have the possibility to be appealed now or later. Um, so certainly they're, they're mindful of the public aspects, but they're still going to do their job. I think the interesting part now is the 
if you remember, John, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the work of the magistrate judge. Yeah. And now we're talking about the, the work of the full judge, who my understanding is a Trump appointee. So, you know, ultimately, both sides will have some input into this, who the special master is. It's going to be somebody who's widely respected, who has a lot of experience, whose credentials are impeccable. Yes. So it's going to be tough for anyone to argue that that person's biased. And again, the special master is not going to have unlimited powers. They're going to be given a job. And they're going to have to report their findings to the court. They can't do anything. They don't have the power to do anything or to order anything. But they'll, they'll, they'll sort of shepherd this process. And ultimately, the judge will be the one making all the calls. I just like to kind of calm the rhetoric about the, I know it's a politicized process choosing judges, but I want to trust that system so well. Uh, maybe some people will think I'm looking at it with rose-colored glasses, but anytime on either side, oh, it's a Trump appointee, oh, it's an Obama appointee, well, that's, that's how they're picked. That's going to happen. You're going to have people on both sides. Let's let this play out and trust the process a little bit, however it falls. Mike Leonard, I appreciate your time, my friend. Hey, John, good to talk to you. Can't wait to get back on there and then give you some more detail about my days at Potbelly. It's going to be fascinating. <laughs> That'll be okay? us. Yeah, that's this Sunday. You listen to Let's Get Legal on the 11th. Well, you here. probably want to run that at like 5 a.m. when no one's listening. <laughs> so I wouldn't put that on air. I sure do. LeonardTrialLawyers.com. Right. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks, John. Take care.